Dongun's point of view. I saw Seyun and Sunny leave with my phone. I took a few deep breaths trying to stay calm and in character. I heard the door open again and I quickly pretended to be asleep. I felt a tap on my shoulder and acted like I was jolted awake. Sunny. Oh, sorry to scare you. I gave her a confused look and asked if she was okay. What I really wanted to do was ask her what the hell was she thinking, but I bit my tongue. Sunny. Can... can we talk somewhere in private? I slowly nodded and followed her to a different room. To my surprise, she gave me a piercing look as she closed the door behind her. She didn't say anything for a few minutes and I was beginning to feel anxious. Something just didn't feel right. I turned to face her. Sunny, what's wrong? She scoffed and crossed her arms and she stared at me with a gaze that felt like it was piercing right through me. Sunny, how dare you disrespect me? You, you have no idea how much you have hurt me. This is unbelievable. I was confused. I wasn't sure what she was referring to. Sunny, you're really acting dumb? I can't believe this. You really are just like all men. I can't believe I was fooled by you. Me, Sunny, what are you talking about? Sunny, you really forgot? Are you really seeing someone else? After we... You still chose someone else? She was hysterical at this point, and I suddenly remembered that after C had had the miscarriage, I had stayed late not knowing what to do. Sunny had invited me for drinks to help me get things off my chest. Nothing else happened, so I wasn't sure why she felt like I had betrayed her. Me. Sunny, we had a few drinks once, and I confided in you about what was going on and how I was feeling. Nothing else happened. I thought we were friends since we've known each other for years. Sunny. I was there for you. I consoled you. Why would you still choose someone else over me? Me. Are you talking about the article? I don't know that what- Sunny. It's me. I'm the woman. But now I find out all my efforts were in vain. I thought you would say that I was more suited for you than see after that night. I've loved you for years. You never once noticed me until she miscarried. I thought it was a perfect chance to show you my sincerity. See is always around all these men. She doesn't love you or deserve you. I was in shock, but it was taking all of my strength to not slap some sense into her. All I could do was clench my jaw and let her rant and vent. All of a sudden, she pulled out a pair of scissors from her back pocket. I grew nervous not knowing if she was going to hurt me or herself. Me. Sunny, why do you have scissors? Sunny. Oh, are you finally speaking? She had stopped crying and it was like she had never even shed a tear. Her voice was stern and mocking. I grew more annoyed by the whole situation. It was a nice story, but I'm bored now. Her smirk faded and she looked shocked as I wasn't as scared or nervous. She tried to compose herself and slowly inched towards me. Fine, if you want to hurt me, do it already. I've wasted enough time here. I need to get back to the photo shoot. Sunny. Oh, I won't hurt you physically. She lifted the scissors to her arm and cut herself. I did my best to keep my composure. Me. Feel better? Sunny. They should be coming to look for you now. When they come, I'll tell them that we were having an affair, and when you saw the article, you came to attack me for trying to bring it to light. I scoffed and just put my hands in my pockets. Just then, we heard someone approach. Sunny's eyes grew wide as she saw June and Chan approach from behind her, holding cell phones. Sunny. What, what are you guys doing? But, but I'm glad you're here. Dongun. Chan. No, don't even try. June. Sunny, why do you think we have these phones out? Chan. Here, let's take a look. He turned the phone around and revealed that he was recording everything. Sunny tried snatching the phone but failed. She tried to reach for June's when he stepped back and revealed that he was broadcasting the whole thing live. Sunny's face grew pale as she dropped the scissors and tried to run out. As soon as she opened the door, Seyun was there with security and the CEO. The CEO was standing with her arms crossed looking just as annoyed as the rest of us. The security guards quickly grabbed Sunny and escorted her downstairs.
She was yelling the entire way, trying to defend herself. June told the fans not to worry and that everything was fine now. He ended the live stream and they gave the phones to the CEO so she could turn in the photos and videos to the police. CEO, we're going to enhance our screening process and do a more thorough background check. Apparently, she was close to the old CEO and that's how she got the job. Don't worry, we'll cover this up before C gets out of the hospital. She gave me a pat on the shoulder and walked away. I let out a sigh of relief. I thanked the guys for their help and told them I was going to the hospital. Of course, they wanted to tag along, so we left together. As we got closer to the room, we could hear laughter. I opened the door and saw C and Donnie playing a game. My eyes watered seeing her look so happy and healthy again. I walked over to them and gave them a big hug. See, what's wrong? You're acting like I was in a coma for months. Me, it felt that way. Why weren't you taking care of yourself? See, it was just one meal I forgot. I was feeling dizzy all day despite having eaten breakfast. I don't know why. Me, did, did you know you were pregnant again? She pulled away and looked at me surprised with those big almond-shaped eyes. Her eyes started tearing up and a smile gradually appeared. See, R really I nodded and she nearly jumped on top of me, hugging me tightly. I squeezed back lightly. My heart was happy and I felt like nothing could ever take her away from me. June. <clears throat> um, we're here too. Byungkwan. We couldn't congratulate you guys earlier, but we sincerely hope everything works out this time. Chan. Nuna, you have to be stress-free. Do you want to stay a few extra days here? Or at home? The CEO can talk with your company. Seyun. Yes, see. Please think about it carefully. We'll support whatever decision you take. We just want to make sure you'll be safe. Donnie. Wait, so mommy is going to have a baby again? Mommy, can you just stay home then? See paused for a moment. She looked at me with a pleading look. I took her hands in mine and gave her the same look. I caressed her cheek and she gave in. See. All right, I'll stay home, but let me just hand in my resignation letter. I don't want them to lose out on time waiting for me. I hate feeling like I'm troubling them. June. You don't have to quit. The CEO... See. No, I don't want them to wait for me. What if something happens again? It's best to just leave. I can find another job that I can do from home. Me. Are you sure? I know you really like that job and you were really close to the trainees. She shook her head and looked at her hands, fumbling. I knew she was feeling upset and I was worried that it might affect her again. See. I want to take a few months until I know for sure that I won't lose this baby too. I can't be worried all the time at work or missing so many days. If I'm home, there's less stress. I can do crafts and keep busy with housework so I don't get bored. I will be able to eat on time and if anything happens, there's a doorman that can call for help. You guys won't have to be worried either about possibly anything happening to me while I'm out and about. We all looked at each other knowing she had a point. We reluctantly agreed and said that we would let the CEO know as well so she could explain her decision. The doctor came in and said that things were looking normal and that she could be discharged in the morning. Visiting hours were over so the others left and June asked Donnie if he wanted to have a sleepover with them and Donnie was excited to be able to play with them. However, Chan seemed even more excited planning out what games they were going to play and the food they were going to eat. They left and sent a video message letting us know that they had arrived at the apartment safely. C and I felt relieved and I laid on the bed with her. Me. C, don't scare me like this again, please. C, I promise. I'm sorry. I wrapped her in my arms and kissed her forehead. She snuggled her head against my chest and patted my back. I heard a small giggle from her. Me. Why are you giggling? C, I just think it's amazing. Me. What? C, your heartbeat is always beating fast when you hold me like this. It's like you still love me. Me. Pablo, of course I still love you. We giggled at each other and she hugged me tighter. See, no, I mean, 
It's like the very first time all over again. How is it that after all these years, all the ups and downs, we still love each other like it's the first time? Your love never wavers. I know you haven't grown tired of me. Yet. She let out another giggle, but then I heard her sniff. I pulled away a little to see her quickly cover her face. Me. What's wrong? She didn't respond, but I could feel her quiver as she tried her best to cry silently. I had tried my best to always reassure her and comfort her. I moved her hand and lifted her face towards me. Me. I love you more than anything. See. Your love gives me everything. She finally smiled and snuggled up against me again. This was a phrase we came up with for whenever she needed reassurance, and holding her like this was my way of proving it to her, as she liked to hear my heartbeat before falling asleep. That was her proof that I still loved her. She finally fell asleep and I went to the bathroom to wash my face. I can't let anything like this happen ever again. I can't lose her.